Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they help keep the Texas spirit alive. But did you know as many as 50% will close their doors forever after just five years? Well, we're here to change that. This is the beef. This is the beef. We know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur today. That's why we're giving small business owners a platform to share their stories. You'll hear it all. The highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between. This is the Beef Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing in partnership with Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Oh yeah, welcome back y'all to another episode of The Beef. I'm your host, John Kelly, aka John the Marketer on Instagram and now TikTok. I have officially launched on TikTok. We're going to get some awesome videos for you there. But today on the show, I have Paige with Mosaics of Mercy. Paige, thank you for being here. Thank you and glad to be here. All right. So I told you before we started the show that we like to start with a little icebreaker question here. So the one I was thinking about today was if you could travel to one place in the world, budget is not a problem at all. You don't have to spend a dime. Where would you go? Oh, gosh. Well, I went on a Mediterranean cruise, and I just loved all the places I visited. So I'd probably pick um, to go back to those islands and just stay on each island and spend more time there. That was a magical. It's everything that you see in the pictures, <laughs> the blue and the whites. And that's what I would, that's where I would go right now. My wife and I are definitely avid cruisers up until COVID, unfortunately. Right. We uh, actually, the last cruise that we took was in January of 2020. And we got held up off of the coast, probably six, 10 miles, just in that little waiting area. Mm-hmm. They had a boat wreck, a shipwreck that happened right there, closed the port down while they were searching. So we're just sitting there watching the news, a little extended vacation, you know, having some breakfast and stuff like that. As we're watching the news, we see this breaking news out of China, this new <laughs> virus, coronavirus. And we're like, oh, here we go. Another another little thing that's going to come and pass, whatever, not even worried about it. Got off our cruise and then didn't realize that that was going to be the last one we'd take. Uh. And I don't know if it's going to be the last one forever, but definitely going to be a Hope while not. before I crawl back on that cruise I ship know. for sure. I know. We were at an Eagles concert the night before the world oh. shut down, so we had that great last memory. And then I just went to James Taylor and Jackson Brown this last weekend, and it just seemed so surreal to actually be back in there. It does. After you take such a long time off not being able to be in public, it was weird getting back you at it. You appreciate it a little bit more. For sure. No, that's not a lie at all. I don't know. I think if I could go anywhere in the world right now, my bucket list trip is probably the UK. Oh, yeah. I haven't been, you know, doing the ancestry DNA thing. It's uh-huh. where my family's from. Uh, there, Ireland, a little bit of German. I've got, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm a Heinz 57 is what my mom used to say. But Same. Uh, <laughs> definitely, I want to go to the UK. I've got couple of friends there and my my wife has a couple of friends there and I would just I don't know for some reason that one's been on my mind lately so good to hear but before we jump into it I've got to tell you we are sponsored by Community Bank of Texas and they've been amazing for us they know that especially now the experience and availability of your banking partner is crucial just like we talked about coronavirus uncertain economic times Community Bank of Texas is here to help your business through it all 
So it doesn't matter if you're dealing with highs, lows, just like we say in the intro, they're there for you and they evaluate your company's unique needs and navigate and interpret the evolving federal lending guidelines and recommend the services and tools to best help you. When you bank with Community Bank of Texas, you have the freedom to focus on your business commitments instead of worrying about the commitment of your banker. They're proudly committed to partnering with you through it all because when it comes to doing business, Community Bank of Texas simply delivers a better banking experience. Community Bank of Texas is a foundation you can build your business on for decades to come. Community Bank of Texas, business banking, better banking, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Now that we got all that out of the way, Paige, let's learn about you, where you came from, and how you started working with Mosaics. Great. Well, I am happily married to my husband of almost 35 years, and it has been definitely a journey, as you said, highs and lows. Right. (laughs) He's wonderful. I've had lots of highs, obviously, with him. We've traveled the world together, which has been wonderful. We raised two beautiful daughters. One is 27. One is about to be 25. Um, She just got married this summer. And now I have the pleasure of raising my grandson, who is five. And so that you can imagine, there's been a lot of lows in that journey. He's an absolute blessing and brings me, you know, great joy every day. But it has been quite the journey. And (laughs) that um, is what, that's how kind of my part came to play in Mosaics of Mercy. Um, About six years ago, a good friend of mine who was a worship leader at the Methodist Church gathered a group of ladies together around a table just to support each other. We were all going through some lows at the time, some personally, and then some of us with our loved ones. And we just gathered around a table to just have lunch together. Connection is so important during those times, and it was a great connection. And from that connection, a few of us started meeting in a garage a little bit to make mosaics and just to talk about our journeys and, you know, give us some strength and hope. And we found through the relationships that we all had a passion, you know, passion for mental health, passion for addiction, recovery, passion to help the families that are going through because we were all, you know, we were all feeling it. And so we just would make hearts in that garage. We like to say all great things started in a garage. Oh, yeah. So we would just make hearts. And, you know, from that, some of my most special friends in life have been born. We made hearts and then we started talking about we need to do something for our community to help make this connection available for everybody. And because it was so healing to us to just gather together and talk about our journeys and we just, there, we saw a lot of gaps. We'd all experienced like similar pain, finding help. And we said, we need to do something. And we got together with no plans <laughs> at all. You know, I'm raising a baby. I would gather in that garage and it, he would be in my, one of those backpack packs and I would make mosaics with him and we'd pass him around. And so when they say it takes a village, my village started with that, those ladies in that garage, we'd pass him around. And so that's, that's a funny part of my story. There's a lot of pictures of that. We always share the pictures of him growing older with our ministry, but we said, we got to do more. We got to help more families. We got to help more people. And that's how Mosaics of Mercy was born. 
we all started at different levels of commitment. You know, I was raising a baby, so with no plans to go back to work at that point, my life was pretty chaotic, you can imagine. I don't talk a lot about my daughter's journey because that's hers, but I'm part of that journey in being a mom. But obviously, mental health addiction became a passion of mine. So we formed a 501c3. None of us had any experience in starting a company or um, especially doing a nonprofit and all that was involved. But we all hammered it out. We worked for nothing, you know, and we we didn't know what was going to happen with it. We really initially thought, you know, we would just continue sitting around a table with people, making hearts and just connecting and helping people see there's beauty in our brokenness and that there's something to share from our journeys. And But the big thing that we found was um, people didn't know where to get help. And there was a big gap in our community with that. People didn't know where to turn. And we were some of those people that just felt just so lost where to turn. So that's where gradually it evolved. And man, COVID. <laughs> COVID and mental health. I mean, we just, um, we kept helping people and we kept finding resources and finding resources. And then this beast of COVID hit and everyone got full and everybody's mental health is doing terrible. It is. I don't think people realize how much of a toll it takes, you know, not having that social interaction. I mean, it was a big deal. My kids, my kids went nuts being in the house all the time. And they were begging to go back to school. Oh, yeah. They, you know, besides teachers saying it's kind of a missed year, but um, I heard just from some school counselors, because we work a lot with the school counselors, and they were just saying, you know, not only did they use lose a, part, a year of education, but the social development in right. the middle. It's like ninth graders are kind of reverted, and they're doing just the most immature thing, you know, nothing like they used to see from ninth graders. and so mental health and behavioral health, you know, that's just talk about through the roof. That's the next pandemic, you know, the next crisis is is really facing and we're feeling it so much at Mosaics, but yeah, thankful we got this started five years ago to, you know, just to get us a little more prepared for this, you know, we never slowed down. We, we all had to work from home, but our calls went through the roof. So So what exactly is it that Mosaics of Mercy does? Okay, great question. And our mission is we help families navigate mental health and addiction recovery. So mental health, what is that? You know, it can be, there's such a wide spectrum. You know, it can be anywhere on the spectrum from I'm depressed. I just lost my job. My kid's being bullied. He's depressed. To the far right where you have full-blown addiction, schizophrenia, borderline, you know, the major mental health diagnosis. So there can be any, it can be situational. I'm grieving the loss of my husband. I need a counselor to lifelong journeys. Like it's going to be with you forever. I got to work a support group, a mental health journey. So we support everyone along that end of the spectrum. So that's our, who our audience is. But we help them navigate that. We like to think of ourselves as the bridge. There are people hurting out there. The The old statistic was one in five, you know, so, but we know, you know, that's way changed in the last couple of years. So, but there's all those that are hurting in some way, struggling in some way. 
And then there's resources out there. The resources are very full right now. Most of the resources, they don't spend much time marketing themselves. So, and, you know, a counselor may only have two or three things she's really great at, you know, like you wouldn't want to send somebody that's a specialist in eating disorders, you know, a marriage, you know, you wouldn't want to send like right. somebody seeking marriage counseling to somebody that's specialty is eating disorders. Right. Um. So we really, we vet those resources. So we really find out on the other side of the bridge, all the resources out there, support groups, what mental health hospitals are out there, what treatment centers are out there, what counselors are out there, and who do they like to serve, and do they have appointments? Because that's a big, and do they see people now, the new thing, after the pandemic, and it's a good thing and a hard thing, seeing people virtually. You know, a lot of counselors have gone to virtual. Some have gone back to in-person. To me, that's kind of, it's going to be good in the long run because, you know, you can take an hour lunch break and get on virtually with your therapist. So I think that's going to open some doors and that there's going to be some good things we've seen out of this. But we like to say, you know, we know we we the people call us. We're ta- out there talking to the people that can help them. So we give people options to cross that bridge. We don't hold their hand through the whole journey. Our success is if that person connects with that resource, because we know the journey can be long. The journey can never end. You know, I personally work support group that I know uh, my daughter has struggled with mental health and addiction. I work a 12-step program called Naranon, and that is a program that supports family members that have loved ones that have struggled. Even if she's working recovery, I know for the rest of my life, I need to go to a meeting every week because that meeting has saved my life. So, you know, even if it's, but people aren't holding my hand, you know, we're not going to hold your hand the rest of your life. We're just going to try to help you. You can call us back when you get to a new point and need a new set of resources, but the bridge is the best visual we can say on what we do. We also have two tools that we offer in that bridge. One is we do a podcast as well, and it's called Hope Peace Together. And we interview mental health professionals in the community. It's a great thing to listen to. If you think you might want to go to a counselor, you know, let me hear this guy talk and see if that's something that I'd like to do. You know, it's kind of a warm handoff to somebody. It also fills the gap. Oh, that somebody can't see me for a month. I need some tools to be able to listen you know, mm, some things to nice. do during that time. We interview mental health professionals, but we also interview uh, people with stories of hope. Or just, for example, I'm a grandmother raising my grandchild. There's a big population of us out there. And I recorded a podcast just about that journey and what resources that have helped me on that journey. So the podcast has been a great help to us. Again, especially in the pandemic, it's something for people to listen to. And then we also, we have our mosaic hearts. And once we've kind of walked them, you know, help them across the bridge, we'll follow up and we'll send them a heart because we want them to keep looking at that. Remembering there is somebody out there that to connect with. It is a, you know, you look at it and you see hope in that heart. It's, the beauty, <laughs> the beauty of all the pieces along the journey. So we just help you get across. And one thing at Mosaics is everybody on staff, our volunteers, everyone has a story and everyone has a different part of hope in the journey. Mine isn't necessarily 
everything's beautiful on the other side. It's that you can enjoy life. You can find joy even in the midst of the journey. So that's basically what we do. We just, you know, people usually exhale when they get us on the phone. Like, oh. I wish, I wish that back in 2009, y'all were around in a thing. You know, it's not something I've ever shared on the podcast just because this has always been a business podcast, but the heck with it. Let's get personal. Uh, my best friend. I mean, I've known this kid since probably eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. And he struggled with mental health. You know, he lived with me off and on. He would leave his dad's house and kind of go back and forth and just struggled with mental health. You know, it was bipolar. It was just kind of those things where, you know, it wasn't anything like schizophrenia or something that you have to heavily medicate. It was just kind of getting him to deal with the small problems to us that were mountains for him. And unfortunately, before he turned 21, he he killed himself and he he lost that struggle, you know? And so it's like, if I would have had somebody to give him to, because you're right, you know, he reached out to churches in the area and there were some excellent resources that they wanted to do good. I mean, I'm not going to knock that church because they wanted, they had a great program set up. It's just, it wasn't enough. Right. You know, it wasn't kind of what you're explaining. So I think that's a really awesome thing. One one thing that really stuck out to me is that these stories aren't unique. You know, you sent kind of a little a questionnaire that we send for everyone who books on our podcast. And you said that Texas, 51 states, including D.C., and Texas ranks 50th for mental health. It's on access to care. Access to care for mental health almost last. And that's, I mean, we are trying, you know, to be one of the solutions to that terrible statistic. But you know what? It's hard. Talk about the hard, hard things, the highs and the lows. It's hard, number one, to be a nonprofit for mental health. People don't like to talk about it. Right. People don't even like to support it financially for the f- most part. It's you a know, dirty little secret. It's, yeah. And, you know, so funding's really hard because, you know, especially for us, because it's not so much a tangible. People will help fund your podcast and people will help fund, you know, the supplies to make mosaics. But the people, you know, we're about the people that, you know, we have licensed therapists on staff. We have, you know, we believe in the quality of people that are answering those phones and talking to people. We don't do therapy, but they're training too, because I tell you what, the the severity of the calls has, the magnitude of that has increased. Talk like your friend, I mean, the suicide calls, we're not even, we're not a crisis center, we'll direct you to, you know, that's one of the first questions we're going to ask. Do you feel suicidal? Do you have a plan? If you do, we activate, you know, well, you need to call these crisis resources. Right. Um, And we say that on our answering machine and on our website. But I mean, it just seems like one out of five calls is serious. Our emergency rooms can't deal with them. Churches, you th- that's a great point. I met with a pastor last week, awesome pastor at my church. And, you know, he goes, I'm not trained in mental health. I mean, we can't expect them to be, you know, everything. mental health, you know, right. everything to everyone. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. We honestly, truly all got started because when we went to our church, that's one of the first places people go, even if they don't belong to a church. Oh, yeah. They're going to go to the church. But all of us had gone 
or a pastor had called us that said, I think, you know, a youth pastor, I think your child's struggling. And, but they didn't really know what to do with it. I mean, prayer, everyone needs that along as one of the tools, but you, you need tools. And that's what you said wasn't enough for your friend. That's what we really try. We're not just going to say, okay, here's a counselor, go call that. We're going to say, here's three counselors. You call and talk to all three and decide which one feels good. Which one do you feel like their personality will gel? We're going to, if you need to go to a treatment center, or we think you might eventually, you know, we're going to give you some some choices there. Choices are important because if you're empowered in the decision on what you do, I mean, it just makes you own that decision, you know, rather than somebody telling you this is who you should go to because we're usually called by the parent or the loved one. And I will tell you, we get a lot of calls from that mom of a, you know, 37 year old son. (laughs) And, you know, we, we, we do say, you know, how about you have him call us? And at Mosaics, when we're crossing you over that bridge, we're working on the whole family to cross the bridge. Addiction and mental health, both of them, you know, it's a family deal. You can't just focus on the one person because it, whether you've contributed to it, which, you know, in addiction, you know, I didn't cause it, but you get in that roller coaster and you get in that tornado. Once you're in, not in a good place, boy, you can contribute to the unhealthy that happens to your whole family. So um, we really, that mom may call and we'll say, is your son ready? You know, does he want help? Or do you just want him to get help? And if she says, I don't know if he'll get help. I'm like, will you give him our number and let's work on you some resources. Let's get you into support groups. Because boy, when they see you working, all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, She's changing. I have some boundaries now. That can be a start toward that other person seeking help. Right. So um, we always focus on the family. Before we ever hang up with that mom, we say, you know, okay, we've given you some resources for your teenage son to get help, but now let's focus on you. Are you getting help? And and all the help that the big thing— all the help out there doesn't cost money. I mean, it's hard right now finding a therapist that can take. But, you know, I don't pay a dime right now in my ongoing. I know mine's a lifelong journey of support. I'm a grandmother raising my grandkid. I mean, at 50, um, <laughs> seven so, years old. Right. So I know, but I work two support groups and those get me through the days. I can't imagine those. And so that's another thing. We know all the support groups that are out there, different training programs that are out there. So we're going to connect you. You know, we're going to list those support groups that we think we're going to list books. A whole part of our website, which Beefy, when we first got started, Beefy was the one. Andrew helped us with our website and we work with Robin all the time. We love Beefy. But we have books on there for any type of struggle. So we're going to give you books. We're going to give you podcasts, ours and maybe others. But it's going to be focused on the whole family. And I'd say, I mentioned about a support group because one of the other things we do at Mosaics, and it is my big passion, is I facilitate a grandmother's raising grandchildren support group. Oh, wow. And we meet the first and third Friday. And I encourage you know anyone to reach out to me in that or if you know someone because it is just a wonderful group of wise women, which is grandmothers right now. I'd love to help other people start more of them because there's not a lot of support groups, but 
we have really, I mean, we're just a little family of, and wisdom. I mean, there's a lot of women that their grandkids are already teenagers. And here I have a five-year-old. So I get the benefit of listening. That's the thing about connection and getting you through all these struggles. You know, find a group, find a support group that that may not be at the same stage you are in the struggle, but man, you can gain so much wisdom from the ones that have gone before you and are leading the way. And, you know, you learn from the mistakes they've made and answers to the questions that I'm going to get, you know, so that's a lot about what we do, but we're that bridge. I mean, it's a great, it's, it's a great backstory. And I love, like you said, that it started with just a bunch of people in a garage, you know, it's such a cool story that y'all just kind of came together. We're there for each other and then said, we've got to spread this, you know, it can't just be, we can't be selfish in this. It worked well for us, but we've got to get this out to everybody else. So as far as raising money goes, of course, everyone loves a good cash donation, but what do y'all do for fundraising? How can people support you financially? Great question. Well, we have a few things. We um, we have a gala coming up. It's going to be at the Butler House February 26th. We've got Randy Grimes, a professional football player that ha- struggled big. He helps professional athletes that struggle but he's going to be the speaker. It's February 26th at the Butler House. That information is on our website if anybody's interested in sponsoring a table. We need sponsorships for our podcast. You know, you get mentioned on that. You know, it helps us keep that going. We also, we apply for grants, but really primarily we survive on individual donations and that you can do that through our website on our Facebook page, Mosaics of Mercy. We love, we post a lot on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and we give stories of hope. Lots of information when we release a podcast, it's on there and you can donate there. Facebook fundraisers, those really help us, you know, it's your birthday, you know, and you want to support a mental health cause, we're great. We do, you know, it's sad memorial donations are part, a big part of what we do, but talk about give, you know, making um, purpose out of your pain, you know, we're a great, we're a great source for that. So we're always out there. We have a huge project and I want to talk about this just a little bit coming up. We are going, we're, we're in the process. We are getting some funding from the American Relief Funds because mental health is going to be a massive, a massive deal coming up. And we are part of the Behavioral Health Task Force in Montgomery County. We support our primary audience is Montgomery County and the surrounding counties. So you know, Tomball's right in the middle. You know, we're we're just mm-hmm. down the street from oh, yeah. y'all here. So um, that's primarily who we support. But you know, we get calls from in Houston or people from other cities that children live in this area. But we have this big project coming up, and we're ramping up with staff, and we are going. We are developing a community-wide database. So you'll be able, while our website, you can go in, you know, Andrews, y- y'all have helped kind of make a database, not out of a database, but you go to our website and you can find resources, but this database will be searchable. So you could search on all different things you want in mental health or what your struggle is, and it will bring up options. Mm-hmm. 
So we strongly believe that a a database is only as good as the data in it. So that's why we know we need to have people out there vetting those resources and putting in their availability. But it will also give a lot of data for us because with funding, everyone wants a lot of data. And we can't know if the, you know, mental health, I mean, does a person get better? Well, that can take them, you know, 10 years on the journey. But our big data point is, do they make a connection to start getting help? And so this database will really help with our statistics to help with funding. And it will help the hospitals, our county, talk about access to mental health. This is a big step toward that because access, you can access what is available in our community and know that it's good data. It's neutral data. We don't, you know, they can't, people can't pay to get in the database. Like we are verifying that data and we're verifying it continuously. So um, hospitals, this will identify where there are no resources for a particular struggle. We, that's a big part of what Mosaics is doing is what are the gaps out there? Where is there no help? I mean, it can be so frustrating to our staff to say there are no Medicaid providers for this problem. Mm-hmm. There, If you don't have money oh, to get off the streets and there's no place to go in mental health, you are just at rock bottom. I mean, that is so disheartening to us. But I, I like to tell our staff, if you're writing that down, that it's a gap, it's doing something. Because we're that is valuable data for our county, for our state. So with this database, it's going to be big on communicating that to the hospitals, to our county, on here's very specific data on where we don't have providers. What insurance do providers need to take to serve this community? So we're really, that's going to be our, for the next six months, that's we're intensive project on getting that up and going and a great resource for not only the individual who's struggling, because in the struggle, sometimes it's just hard to know where, and you're still going to want to pick up that phone and call Mosaics of Mercy. We know our calls are going to increase with the database versus decrease because it's going to show we're there because it'll pop up with our phone number if you need help. So that person that doesn't want to make that call, but they get in the database and start looking around and go, I think I'm going to go ahead and call them just to get that additional help on this would be the best way to navigate. There's no motivation when you're dealing with mental health. I don't know how many people truly understand that, but it's not just that I'm in a struggle right now. I also have no motivation to get out of that struggle. Exactly. So I don't want to pick up that phone and make that call to that guy and talk to him or that gal and say, Oh, I want to schedule an appointment for this date. And this is my insurance. And I don't want to do it. I'd rather sleep. Yeah. You know, or drink or get high or yeah. whatever it is. And it's unfortunate, but it's like that rut you get into and you just start digging in the mud and you can't get out. So it's awesome that y'all are there to not only create the database, but still be that resource and say, right. we'll make the call for you. Right. And we're going to like, just think you're the pediatrician would be able to get on this database before you even walk out of the pediatrician's office and give you current data. Because what we're finding right now, it's really bad. We have examples in our office People will give their parents of this teenager this piece of paper. We don't like pieces of paper that have resources on them. You know, we, there's one, the, the psychiatrist's name on that piece of paper died three years ago. 
you know, or the counseling center closed last year or changed names or the treatment center doesn't exist. I mean, since we've been started five years ago, I mean, places have started and closed. Counselors are moving constantly to different, you know, different counseling offices so that that data changes so much. And y'all are techies here. So y'all know, <laughs> I mean, you, paper is not good. Paper becomes outdated tomorrow. I was going to say the second you print it. Yeah. So that is what we want to, they go on psychology today uh, and print out in psychology today. We use it. It is good, but everybody checks every box that they're a specialist in, you know, right. we, so I don't want to miss out. My daughter in the emergency room has been handed so many pieces of paper and she's just, you know, they go in the trash, you know, but a database being right then with the current data and even the ability to hey, I can click on this button and call the therapist right now and make that appointment. You know, I can just do it all in one one inquiry. So, we're so we're really excited about that. It's it's a big undertaking. We're we're really we're ramping up staff right now. We are hiring and that's busy. Probably double our staff size in the next 6 months. So, Again, never imagined <laughs> right. that this would be, you know, as big sitting as around is. a table. Right, right. That's that's an amazing story, though. It's good to hear because it is something I think that so many people are afraid there's a stigma attached to mental health. And you're you're not the first person I've had on the show that has a focus on mental health. One big one we had was Ironclad Wellness, which is strictly for I mean, I say strictly for the help anybody, but it is for first responders, you know, and it's just a, a firefighter that built a program for his fire department. And in the same exact way, he focused on mental or uh, physical health, though. And then a doctor came to him and said, well, what about mental health? Like you took the low hanging fruit. Everyone can work out more, eat better. Right. But what about our brains and especially in first response? Yes. And he was like, man, you're right. So he built this program and both of them said, we can't just keep this here at Cypress Creek Fire Department. This has to go to other departments. So he does the same thing, just kind of connects with, I would love to get y'all connected I together. Know, because I need to. He just goes and connects and finds the resources in that area and then tells the fire department, here's all your resources. Here's the ones that are free. You know, what's your budget for this? Oh, you've got this much money. Here's the ones that fit your budget. Here's your protocols for it. Here's your SOGs for it. Here's everything you need in a box yeah. for your entire department to be covered, whether it's fire, police, EMS, military, you know, whoever needs that help. But yeah, veterans, um, we have a, a pay, you know, a page specifically dedicated to veterans resources because and for it's veterans and first responders because, oh, talk about a crisis within a crisis. It's so Our different. medical community has been so they're just exhausted. Mm -hmm. Our counselors are exhausted. I mean, I'll be honest, we're exhausted. We've all hit a level of. Ugh, can we keep doing this? I mean, there's a lot of days where we just look at each other. And our theme, I want to tell you, I mean, our theme for the year um, is real important. It's our theme for the gala, too. It's, well, it's for the one. I'm wearing earrings right now, which are available. This is another fundraiser. They're available on our website for the one because our calls can be hard. But if we can help one person get resources. I mean, that just, you know, I was having a hard day a few days ago. A person called me and I don't, I'm not one of the people that usually takes the frontline calls. I'm not a navigator. I'm director of operations, but I called this person back and it was a grandmother 
I mean, she was a kinship grandmother of a seven-year-old. And at the end of the call, she's like, oh my gosh, you are the exact person I needed. She's in a very high profile job on top of, and she's like, in 20 minutes, I don't feel as alone. And I mean, I'm, I just walked out and I'm, I said, for the one, um, for the one, I just had my call and that just fills you up, you know, cause, cause they can get really heavy. And I know the counselors that are seeing patients and they're, they've stretched their schedules to fit and we're calling them all the time going, can you please see this person pro bono or sliding scale or cause so many people have lost their jobs and mental health is like, that's considered a luxury to be able to pay. And so we, we're beggars. <laughs> we beg, <laughs> beg our friends. But, you know, the, the counselors also know when we've talked to the people, we know what they need. So we're calling them knowing that they're a good fit. So we're kind of that better for them, too. So they will open some slots up or they'll let us know, hey, I have three slots available now. I'm going to add a day and they'll reach out. So we're becoming that great. You know, we got an email this week. Uh, somebody that's great seeing veterans. Hey, I just opened private practice. And I mean, we can fill their practices in right. no time. So yeah, it's a journey. It's And there's so many resources out there. They just all need to be in one place, you know, and that's, we just try to be that hub. That was part of, that's, you know, we've simplified our mission just to not make it complicated, but we started out saying we are a hub. We're a hub for resources, education, our podcast, and we go out and speak. To, I went to one of our people um, did training last night. It was called What the Tech, Parenting and Teens this year. That changes. I went. It was great. I have a five-year-old, but I know when he's seven, it's all going to be different. I mean, it changes so fast, and I didn't want to necessarily deal with this again, but um, <laughs> that's part of my journey, and I, I get to embrace it and love it and raise up another Rates up another beautiful adult. So my thing is, it goes back to for the one. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care if you pray to someone or not. I don't care who you pray to if you do. But nothing happens by just happenstance or, you know, just, oh, this was totally coincidental or no, everything happens for a reason. And we get put in places beyond coincidence, in my opinion. So whether it's spiritual to you or not, doesn't matter. I just know that for some reason, call it fate, whatever you will, for some reason, everything always happens the way it's supposed to. And it may be the worst thing that you're in right now. And that's fine. Be upset about it. But keep your head up and know that when you get to that other side, it's going to be even better than you could have imagined. Because I've been there in, in times where I look at my wife and I'm like, well, I don't know. I guess if we let the house go, you know, we can move in with grandma. And we can save some money that way. I don't know what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, no, you're not losing the house. No, you're better financially now than you ever have been in your entire life. Like that good moment's coming. And it's so hard to see it when you're in the moment because you're so miserable and you just can't see anything good. But I'm telling you that good times always coming. And like you said, for the one, that phone call is going to happen and you're going to be there for a reason. And you're going to make a huge difference in that person's life. And then look at the impact it had on yours. I mean, because it gave you a whole new way to move and think about this. And now it's your, your theme for the year. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, my, 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 the word one, the, the O is capitalized in my, when I 
say it because it is for him, the one every day. And that's what gets me through from the minute my feet step on the you know, floor in the morning till I go to bed. You know, he walks with me and that's, I don't, you know, people, a lot of people ask me why I do this and how I do it. Cause I mean, my days are long. I'm exhausted by eight o'clock. It was never a journey. And, but I don't feel like I have a choice. I feel like this was the purpose given to me in life. He's educated me in it. And, you know, it was laid out before me, like, this is what you're supposed to be doing right now. So I do it for him and I do it for my family and, you know, for that one call that needed to talk to me that day. And sometimes the one is me and we are quick to point that out to our staff to, hey, we're the one today needs to be you. You need to go do something for yourself today. It's getting heavy or it was that call was heavy. Now you need to go be the one and do something for yourself. So we love that that theme it may go on for much longer than this year because it's really been it's really resonates and it's a great theme that's where that's going to be the gala too that just it's it's great it's great so where are y'all located we are off egypt lane which is um, in magnolia we're at the very back of the woodlands if you're familiar with the area we're right we're right behind target um we're not really a we're more of a call. You call us, you know, don't drop. I mean, people don't typically drop in. It's right. Not, you know, we're not set up beautifully, but we're thankful for the space we have. Much of that is donated to us. We are always looking to grow. So that's another area that um, people could support us in space. But we do have two suites there that we work out of. We have volunteers that come in to make hearts in one of our areas. They come in on Monday afternoons. We may have to take over their space because we're, you know, with our growth. So we definitely will will need to expand next year as we ramp up our staff. But that's where we are. We like it. It's kind of central to all the staff right now. One has to drive away, but all of us are kind of right in that area. And we're all from Woodlands, Magnolia, Spring area. So... And then as far as, you know, since it is a place that you call more than you would visit, what I'm assuming that pretty much anywhere in the Southeast Texas area you can handle, or what are your limits as far as who you can help and where they live? I mean, we have people calling all the time. You know, we can, you know, we'll, we're good at research, searching counselors and we know, like, I know a a tremendous, we know a lot about the Austin area. I know a tremendous resource, counselor resources in Austin. So I can connect with her because I know she's great and I know she'd only give me quality people. So we can support people further. It may take us a little longer because we don't talk, but but we have, we can support people. You know, somebody may live in the woodlands, a mother, and their son lives in Austin or their son lives in Dallas. We'll seek out to see first if they have anything we're, kind, we're unique. We, there need to be organizations like us all over the country, and I hope that happens with other other nonprofits forming or, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen with Mosaics, but there need to be more. So we might look to see if there's something like that in an area. But, you know, and obviously a lot of the treatment centers and Texas isn't great. With what we have here. I mean, right. we, you know, some states do it a lot better. You know, sometimes it may be best for your adolescent that needs inpatient 
treatment to go to another state. You might not, you know, now you can see them virtually or talk. That's hard for a lot of parents, but there might be, that might be the best option versus six month wait list right. to get into somewhere in Texas. So we do, you know, in the, in terms of that, we work with other cities and obviously Houston, you know, all over, you sure. know, down to Galveston, we get a lot of calls. So we have resource connections. All right. So just one more time, if you would, just anywhere and everywhere that we can support you, where do we find your podcast again? How do we support you online? All of those things just plug away. Okay. We, we definitely want publicity out there for this. Okay. Well, we, Beefy, designed our great website. It's um, mosaicsofmercy.com. And you can get, our, you see our podcast link is there, but it's also on every platform, podcast platform out there. It's called Hope Peace Together. And this next week, we'll release our 50th episode. So we're really excited about that. And it's actually the next episode. The 50th episode is going to be the person that has designed our For the One earrings because she has a personal story of hope. And our phone number is 346-703-0051. And we have Family Navigator staff from 9 to 4, Monday through Friday. We're not a crisis center you know, we always recommend people call 911 if they're in crisis, but we're going to get back to you within usually same day. But, you know, right now while we're working on this big project, it can take a day or two days. And we may do some lead work, even if you leave us a message to try to find out some help that's out there before we even call you back. But we will call you back and it will be a wonderful, compassionate person on the other end of that line. You can email us through our website too. That's a great way to reach out to us. You can email us and just say, hey, I need, you don't have to put any details in the communication. Just say, hey, I could use a call. I need some help. So, but that's the way you can reach us. Mosaicsofmercy.com. That's the the best way to find everything about us. That's better than the phone number because the phone number is there. So if you just remember mosaicsofmercy.com. Awesome. Well, I hope that a lot of our listeners feel compelled to reach out and support because it's definitely something that needs it, especially here in Texas. You know, we're ranking 50th out of 51 <laughs> for need our to change resources. That so yep. I agree. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here and sharing your story and sharing the story of Mosaics of Mercy. It's been a great podcast. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Beef Podcast, sponsored by Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more small business stories, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. To share your story, visit us at beefymarketing.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to the Beef Podcast.